Welcome to the Carpool Talk Show with Melissa Plaskoff. Mothers, fathers, nannies, babysitters, and anyone else stuck in the carpool line, this is where you want to wait. And now, here's your host, Melissa Plaskoff. Welcome to the Carpool Talk Show. I am your host, Melissa Plaskoff, and I have two of the cutest 17-year-olds in Dallas sitting with me. Welcome, Ainsley and Georgia. Hi. Hi, girls. Well, okay, so it's so interesting because, Georgia, I know your mom. Right. And she's your number one fan. And she said, oh, my gosh, you will not believe what my daughter is doing with her friend. And she sent me over your new blog. And I was blown away because, okay, I don't know how you girls find time to do all that you do and then we don't <laughs> then just write a blog. So it's called young and yearning.squarespace.com and it basically has been available for one week, right? Right. Okay, so let's talk about it and you guys are already touching on some pretty serious topics, but we want to keep this conversation light but get into that in a little bit. Okay. So, first of all, introduce yourselves. Okay, my name is Georgia. And my name's Ainsley. And you both are 17. Yes. And where do you go to school? I go to Bishop Lynch. And I go to Highland Park. Okay. So you do not go to the same school, which I think is interesting. Mm -hmm. And But you're friends. Yes, we're best friends. You're best friends. Okay, you have to hold the microphone. Just There you go. You're best friends. And how long have you been friends? Well, okay, so Ainsley and I have known each other for a really long time, but we just clicked in January. Yeah. Like Okay, so you're best friends since January. Yes. Since January. Okay, We're so that's interesting. That. Because where's your best friend from before January? Well, so we have a friend group of like seven people and like we're all I wish I could show you with my hands, but we're super close. I mean, we talk every day and I guess it's just since January like we all are equals, I guess. There's no like best friend, second best friend. It's like, it's all equal. Okay. So, and I think it would be really hard. I don't know. I think back to when I was in high school and we had, I had a very solid group too. And yeah, I mean, there were times that you had a different relationship with everyone kind of in your circle. But, um, to this day I could call any of those people and they're such a solid foundation and it's so nice even as an adult to have that. So you guys are really lucky. Okay, so what about the other girls that are in your friend group? Are they jealous that you've started this blog together? Um, I, would def- I wouldn't say so. I think they're all really happy with how everything's going so far, and they're really proud of us for putting everything out there. Right, and I think that intellectually, Ainsley and I mesh together the best, like, the most out of all of us. So you know basically, what I mean? you, you two are the smartest. Oh. <laughs> not exactly, not exactly. No, but I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay, so you have, okay, this blog, and you're touching on things like lifestyle, beauty and fashion, adventure, music, and this hashtag girl boss. Yes. <laughs> okay, how, oh, so you've done this for a week. How did you go from hanging out to saying, I want to start a blog and having a lot of entries and then reviewing makeup products and reviewing films, et cetera? Well, I um, used to have sort of a blog where I would just write about more like news related things and that's been scraped and kind of taken apart. But I originally started it one night, very late, kind of a spur of the moment decision. And then the next day I was like, hey, Georgia, like you're pretty like influential. You know what you're doing with beauty, fashion and makeup. Like, let's get together and let's do this and let's make something with it. I think because out of our friend group, I probably promote and care the most about my social media. I have a pretty big following on Instagram. I do have sponsors and promoters. And I mean, I have over 3,000 followers, closer to 4,000. But so 
inf- like on the internet, I guess I have more of an influence. So I think. Okay. So let's back us. up because I have younger children and I think all of the social media is terrifying. And you have a recent blog post that you just wrote, right? About social right. media and how we're addicted to the idea of perfection. Yes. And this was written by you. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Because you go, oh, so polite. My goodness. <laughs> okay. I love how you end each of your blog posts with whoever wrote it, signs it. Such a good idea. That was Ainsley's idea. Way to go, Ainsley. Because I think that's important. I think a lot of times you see blog posts and it will say, you know, maybe written by at the top possibly, but if there's a lot of contributors, but typically in a situation like this, it's hard to tell. And this way you don't have, you can know where the voice is coming from. And I like that you end it with that. Yeah. And we put our initials, uh, GH and AH next to each title on the, the blog posts so we can... But we do put the love insert name here at the end of every single post we put on there. Okay, so why do you think that uh, we're addicted to social media and the perfection of it? Or why do you think teens are? So I think that, well, most of the people that I've met, I knew them before I met them. I knew who they were because of social media. So I think that online, we all put up this front of the perfect life. I call it white picket. So I, my whole word for Facebook, for my you know generation or whatever, Instagram, is white picket. Everyone puts up the perfect picture of their family. And it's if they only knew that there was so much bribing that went into that family picture with 15 lollipops and the tears... And that's not truth. And so I'll put up pictures of my kids screaming at me and, you know, all of that because that's my life. Right. And for me, I think on social media, we don't see that other side. And I don't think that's wrong. I don't think it's wrong that people put that perfect front. Oh, that's I th- interesting. Okay, so you like the perfect front. I like the perfect front, but I do think that it is wrong that people think that it's real. They need to understand that like social media isn't real. And I think that young girls are out here comparing themselves to older people with 6 million followers, you know, but it's like they're going through things, but no one thinks about that because we're just scrolling through a page, but you have to know that that is not real. So you would think that if you post a picture of yourself looking gross in the morning without makeup and your hair's messy, that's not a good picture because people aren't going to like that. No, I would. I have. I mean, I have pictures on my Instagram with no makeup. I try to make it more real. You know what I mean? But I think that a lot of people put up that front like right now I'm with my friends and we're out at brunch and we're having a great time. You know, when you really don't see that dramatic side. Okay. Um, What do you do you follow someone so they'll follow you back? Oh, honestly, I I think I do just because I'm more of a follow like I'll follow you if you follow me back kind of person and then will you go back and unfollow oh no I I don't do that just because I feel like they like somehow know it's like it's like a unconscious like oh someone just unfollowed me but I think that it's there are definitely some people that like I'm sort of friends with in real life that I'll follow on Instagram and they won't follow me back and I'm like oh like I'm a little hurt but in the end it doesn't really matter because it's just like a number at the top of the screen what do you think when your friends at school see you out with other people and they aren't invited to the party. That fear of missing out. Do you, I, oh. I think I think it can be so, uh, they're like FOMO <laughs> and they're doing all these signs and they said something earlier that's called extra and that means you like to do <laughs> over, more yeah, like, over the top. Like over the top, like full out, like George is probably better at this because I feel like she's the most extra yeah. out of this little friend friendship right yeah here. I'm learning a lot okay so the fear of missing out when you post a picture and you have a friend that isn't invited 
or that, you know, when I was growing up, it was just so different. Do you feel like you could hurt someone's feelings or does, or do you not? And I don't want to say, do you not care? But personally, like if I'm posting a picture with my friends and someone that wants to be friends with, like, I think people know that we are very approachable people. I mean, we are very nice girls. It's not like if they were to come up to us, we'd be like, why are you talking to us? And a lot of girls would do that. So I think when specifically us, when we post a picture, I don't think people feel that way because I think people know that if I want to be in that friend group, they totally can because almost everyone in a friend group goes to a different school. I mean, it's not like we're all in the same place. So, so it's not like you're picking people to be in your club. No. Okay. We're also not the same ages. Like there's a girl in our friend group that's a freshman that we love. Like she's our sister, our daughter, our mom in every situation. And then there's a girl that's a senior, people going off to college. So it's it's a good mix of people. And so we get like just a good like vibe going on. There's a lot of diversity. And so I think that if people want to, like if they see a picture of all of us, then they know that if they want to be like friends with us and they totally can. But there are some girls that you can't. And I think that there is that it group, especially where it's like, I can't approach these people or they will rip my head off. Okay. Rip my head off means socially, socially post bad things about you or yell at you in public or not invite you or all of the above. It honestly will depend on the people, but I feel like now the ripping your head off metaphor has turned a lot more to like everyone after school. Like it's when you're on your phone and you post something about someone, it's less of a confrontation. Okay, wait, hold on. Face-to-face. So what, like, give me an example. Someone will post something about another person. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be direct, but it oh, can it's be kind on, like, of like, like a, a sub, like like where people have these like fake Instagram accounts that they'll post about people on. So that's kind of a way people do it. like completely in the dark here. Well, we can tell you. So basically (laughs) what kids have are where they talk, I think where people talk the most confrontational on the internet at least, because you can't say it to your face, um, is on private Twitters. So there's private Twitters and that's where most people will call out other kids. Like what's a good example? Like say there's a person named... Let's just, I'll use myself. So say it's like, you're mad at me or Ainsley's mad at me. She'd tweet on her private Twitter like, I'm so mad at Georgia. Like, oh, she's so rude, you know? And I think that's where it goes down with good Finns does the fake Instagram. It's like kind of what you don't want colleges to see, I guess. And like all the fun moments that aren't perfect. Because that's another thing about being perfect on social media is that for colleges, by God, you have a picture of a red solo cup in the background of your picture because you could be screwed. For right, because that's and for everyone, Symbolism. for everything, and for your jobs mm-hmm. for later. So, and I try to tell my children, you know, remember if you take a picture of that, you know, or what that's forever in the cloud, and they're, you know, my kids don't get it, but yeah, I mean, do you guys think about that? as far as your future, you're thinking sorority, but like oh, the job interview or you have to be careful later if you're trying to become political, run for political office. I mean, there's, it's more than just the sorority. And I think it, it's so out of control, these pictures and the naked pictures and all of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. We have so much to get to. So you guys, again, when I was talking to your mom, Georgia, we talked about 13 reasons why, and I haven't seen it. I don't want to see it. I you don't have see major issues with the thought of this whole movie series. And I can't even believe that you just told me that they've come out with series yeah, it's two. it's being renewed for a second season. And or season two. I, reading through the comments on Selena Gomez's Instagram video promoting it, it was a mix of, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. And 
oh my gosh, I can't believe you guys are actually doing this. I, I just, I can't even believe that it's out there. And I think the fact that I, I'm okay, if someone wants to make a movie about anything, go for it. But on this topic, put up a paywall, make me pay for it. Let me make sure it's okay for my children and then go for it. Don't have it out there with an algorithm. Well, if you like this, then you may like this because I promise you, um, family guy or Futurama doesn't have to do with the other And why do I see this showing up in my son's Netflix feed and I'm having to block it. So you guys talked about 13 reasons to not watch 13 reasons why. I know we can't get to all of them, but let's go through it. And I want to hear it because I think when you're talking about social media and people bullying and being mean, it can be hurtful. And if you have a mental illness or another person does, it can trigger really bad stuff. But this movie isn't portraying it the right way. Well, the thing is, it's like, The hard part about being a teen right now is that it comes home with you. I think back when our moms and dads were younger, if they got, if they were at school and someone was like, oh, you're fat. It's like, well, I can come home to to my family and like no one can hurt me. But with so much accessibility to pretty much everyone and everything, it comes home with you. And you can't get away from it. And you can't escape. You you check your phone and someone's saying on their private Twitter account, Wow, did you see so and so in that tight skirt? And she should have whatever. Yeah, and it, yeah, it's almost like this. You're on that, you know, rat race, and you can't, or the hamster wheel, and you can't stop because the thoughts and the words are constantly in motion. It's just hard, like with people who have depression, or people who are suicidal, or people who do deal with self harm, and that follows you home. I mean, how do you escape it? I don't think that parents understand how hard it is to be a kid now. You literally have to watch everything you do. Say you're at a party and people are Snapchatting, people are Instagramming, people are tweeting, you know. For example, if if you're on a dance team, you cannot get in the background of a picture. There is no way. Like well, if you're in the background, you, you can get kicked off get for being there. Off the squad. Um, okay, I want to circle back to this to the show real quick. Okay, so you guys go through these 13 reasons, and I think you're right because they're putting suicide as they're blaming, playing this blame game instead of a mental illness, right? right. And so you guys talk about that, and you talk about the emotional distress, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And the age restriction. Right. The voice. You don't hear the voice until you're dead. Right. Um, and there was something in there about women, Right. You talked about, where was it? I found it about women and suicide. Am I wrong? It's, I think, portrayed in the media right now that women are more susceptible to mental illness. And first of all, they don't even mention that Hannah has a specified mental illness in the show. They don't take her to a counselor and say, oh, you have suicidal tendencies. You have depression, anxiety. They don't say anything like that. And also there's a stigma that's going around in not just 13 Reasons Why, not just on Netflix, but in media as a whole that women are in that situation. Okay, so they're not showing that this is also men. Right. And I'm with you. I think I don't like that it's the whole thing bothers me. And I, I hate the fact that it's out there for people to see when they are really struggling and they're going, well, wait a minute, if I do have a mental illness... It doesn't look like that. So I clearly have something else going on. Okay, so you've struggled with being Absolutely. depressed, right? I have. I mean, 
I struggled with depression and self-harm and all the all the stuff basically for, and, did, and what did you share that with your parents oh well so when I went through and I think with most kids um it's hard I mean you feel alone it is the loneliest feeling in the world and I did relate to Hannah on that but my problem with the show is how triggering it was to see it and to see her sitting there in a bathtub alone and not to be gory but cutting herself yeah, I, I, and again, I mean, I had to have someone tell me what went down because I cannot, I can't wrap my head around it. I don't want to watch it. I don't want to see it. And what goes on when people say, oh, cool, copycat, look how much attention she's getting, that it's not an answer. Right. And another thing to note is that I, the book came out about seven years ago. I remember reading it about five years ago. And in the book, uh, Hannah kills herself using sleeping pills. I don't know if you know that, but she used sleeping pills to kill herself. But in the series, they chose a more gory option, which I don't understand personally. I did not know that. And I, I again, I don't get the psychology behind releasing something like this to everyone. So it's funny because they interviewed psychologists before releasing the show and the psychologist literally said, do not put that. Do not show her in a bathtub slitting her wrists and killing herself. Because isn't taking pills and watching a child kill themselves by taking sleeping pills hard enough? Right, but I think they're thinking... We need it to be real. We need it to be there. Like, Well, another, I think they're also probably thinking about the bottom line, which would be ratings and uh, the dollars. And Unfortunately, I mean, I and I'm not sitting here playing the Hollywood shame game, but... No, but that's how it is. I, that's just the truth. And for me... It was hard to watch. And I remember I FaceTimed Ainsley every 15 minutes and I was like, that did not just happen. Because it, for me, like, I mean, I've been through that. I've been there. But so many kids have. And, and so, so many, many kids, kids have. And they shouldn't show that. That yeah. gory, that intense. We know what it is. We hear about it in school assemblies. We know what's going on. Okay, so they're talking about this in school and they're talking about it. So then you guys are taking pictures. You're at parties. And in the back of... Your mind is not, you know, am I leaving this person out? Because, you know, you guys are kids and y'all are right. having fun, but it could trigger this other thought. And as a parent, I just, our minds, you know, go in a million different places. But for you guys, I just don't think it's healthy for anyone to have access to that. And again, yeah, it's not with your permission, with parent, parental consent, go watch it with your parents together. And um, I just, I, I think enough is enough. Okay. Got to move on to another topic. I hate to end with that. <laughs> Um, so when you guys are writing your blog, you're talking about things like that, super heavy, right? Mm -hmm. And then you're going into let's review a beauty product <laughs> and, and not, not, and not, I'm not judging. I think it's great because I think you have to, I think you, it's good to be able to flip back and forth between different topics for different audiences and, um, what interests you because that's what this is all about. Uh, but how do you even go there? How do you think in your mind, okay, let's go about this and then talk about, you know, the best bronzer? Okay, so it's funny because in, okay, so in this friendship, Ainsley's like this brainiac, insanely smart girl. And I'm like this, I like makeup and I like, and I like horses and I like adventure and I like animals. And Ainsley's here like, I like makeup, I like books, I like blogging, I like poetry, you know? So it's just this great balance. So we wanted to incorporate both of our personalities in the blog. And we both feel strongly about social subjects. So that's where the blog is. And then I'm here like, makeup, yes, you know? No, I think it's great. Because and then, you're right. It's it's a Y'all do mesh well. And I think that 
the topics and all of it, it's it's a nice balance because you wouldn't want to go too heavy and you don't want to just talk about makeup. I mean, maybe you do. That's okay. Uh, But I think that it's good because you kind of can go back and forth with, you know, what is happening in your life or what is going on right now, what's trending whether it's fashion or makeup or... And we want to reach everybody. We don't want to just reach the kids who are struggling. We want to reach the girls who do like makeup and do ask us to do makeup tutorials. I mean, I've only had a million people ask me, like, Georgia, can you please do a makeup tutorial? Because I'm good at makeup. I love makeup, and I've been doing it for years. I need a makeup tutorial. Um, Well, Ainsley's posting one, I think. I I have to tell you, so interestingly enough, when we were talking, when I talked to you, Mm -hmm. I... Love the fact that as a parent, I kind of was getting an inside look. Okay, so what does it look like? So you're saying you want to reach the girls, right? Mm -hmm. I think you have a broader audience because parents, people like me, I want to know what's going on at that party. (laughs) What's in that red cup? What's going on in that closet? And you have said you're going to kind of not, you're going to give, you're not going to call anyone out, but you aren't scared to say, hey, parents, this is happening like it or not. And I love that because I, listen, I'm hooked. Tell me, I want to <laughs> know what is going on at the parties. Like we want you to get your, get to know your children and what exactly we're going through. Because I mean, I know my mom struggles and probably Ainsley's mom too, with understanding how hard it is to be a kid right now and why we do the things that we do and why we're so stressed all the time. Like, So you're just not being snotty and saying, no, don't talk to me. You just don't understand or having your moment. But the truth is we may not understand because someone did something to you at this place and then they posted a picture and private tweeted and all of these other things like you're saying and it's in your face. And we, when mom and dad say, just let it go, you can't let it go because it's constant. Right. And like, I'll come home and speak in a monotone voice. My mom's kind of the mom will be like, are you okay? Like, did anything happen at school today? Are you fine? Like if, if I speak in a monotone voice and I think a balance in between the overprotective and like lenient parenting, there needs to be something in the middle where you can pick up when something's wrong with your child and you're able to like help identify and fix the problem. Okay. You need to do a blog post on that. (laughs) Okay. We will. How to know (laughs) when to press for more information and when not to. And I don't think that's the title because you're obviously smarter than I am. But how do you know? I mean, my son does it to me. Quit asking me if I'm okay. He says that to me. Stop. And I'm thinking, well, okay, you seem off and I need to know and I'm going to keep asking. And then he shuts down. But what could I say? And it's not something that I can learn in therapy. I mean, they're going to tell me something. That's fine. I'm a huge believer. Straight from the source. (laughs) But I want to know from you guys when you write your blog and don't tell me now because I want you to think about it, but I want you to say, you know, Hey, if I am down, maybe instead of being in my face and driving me crazy, let's go grab yogurt or I don't know. I mean, maybe that's space is good, especially at our age being, being a teenager, especially in like later years when like we're thinking about college SATs, that kind of stuff. It's good. Like if your kid is acting a little off to give them some alone time and they'll come to you when they're ready. I go to my mom when I'm ready. I know that at least like I will let her know if something's wrong, like extremely wrong. No, that's good to know. And I think that the most important thing with parenting nowadays that some parents don't understand is that now in 2017, you have to be there for your child. And people are like, I'm your parent, not your friend. No, that is so old. You are my friend and you are my advocate. Because now that everything's online and everything is exposed, that's a big word now, like I'm exposing you, 
you're like, we need our moms and we need our dads to be there for us and let us know, like, no matter what you do, I'm going to love you no matter what. I love that. Okay. So speaking of moms, you guys just did a post on Mother's Day. Yes, we did. And okay. So what, first of all, for Mother's Day, out of your list, I mean, you have a lot of great items. You've got, what's a pop socket? Oh my goodness. Do not give me, I am the biggest pop socket advocate. Okay. Okay. I I know that people listening can't see it, but it's this little thing that sticks on the back of your phone. And I, I am so, yes, it's like a holder. I'm so clumsy. I will drop my phone on my face when I'm laying in bed. I will drop my phone when I'm walking. I will literally find any way to drop my phone. I've seen those. Yes. I didn't know there was and a And it's name. like a little holder thing. And also, if you like set it down, it's like a little stand. When you want to travel. Yes, it's so perfect. I okay, love it. so you talk about the perfume or earrings or a scarf. What are you getting your moms for Mother's Day? okay. Mom, if you're listening, pause (laughs) because, okay, so I, um, my mom loves like going to the beach and stuff. So I'm getting her because we're going to Hawaii later in the summer. So she loves those little wraps that you get from like the Caribbean or whatever. So I found this lady on Etsy who like hand dyes them and it's pretty expensive for what it is but to get it here and have her like see it it's just a really pretty like sarong wrap thing that she'll cool. be and you're supporting wear. someone who's an artist which right. is really neat love etsy it's love such it. a good place okay what about you georgia okay well i'm broke so <laughs> every year i get my mom a coffee mug and a and like flowers and like Aww. a letter because i'm more of like the simplest things are beautiful and i what am yeah, I, I don't do? want anything. From My mom, thing. like, yeah. she's like, don't get me jewelry. You know why? Because I'm a jewelry designer. And I'm like, well, there goes the big Mother's Day, like, present jewelry. Oh, gosh, like, no. Okay. I think that, look, I, for, in our house, I'm always, I don't know. I just want My mom's it, just so to chill like, about it, too. Yeah. And I've gotten her a mug every year. So it's kind of just tradition now. Okay. And what have your mothers taught you? And, do, and how do you think you've gotten to this point? Do you think your moms have had a big part of this so my mom has always been my best friend I'm not like to the point where my dad's like okay parenting question mark not her best friend you know what I mean but that honestly has helped me like I am so comfortable with my mom and I know so many girls were like I hate my mom I can't tell her anything and I'm there like okay my mom's my best friend I can tell her everything because I know she's not going to judge me there are boundaries and there are rules of course and we have to listen to them but my mom, the best thing she's ever done for me was, like I said, be there for me and let me know loud and clear. I am always going to be here if you need me. Oh, I love that. My, I have a very similar relationship with my mom. And when I left for college, <gasps> oh my gosh, it was really hard <laughs> because it's like it was a best friend and we still are, which is it's great. But I, I think that it's interesting. And as a parent, you know, I kind of I want to do the same, but it's that whole thing. Well, are you a parent or a friend or an advocate? What are you? And it's hard to define your role. Right. Okay. Go ahead. Tell me Ainsley. (laughs) Um, like Georgia said, like my mom is one of my bestest friends, but other than that, she's also, it's sort of a checks and balances kind of relationship. So like my mom right now is trying to lose weight or something. And so I'll work out with her to like push her to do that. And then, or I'll be talking to her about like my college essays. And so she'll like text me and be like, Hey, like keep up with your college essays. I know you can do it. Like I'm here if you need any help, but she was like an accountant major. So I know that she can't help, but providing that support is still there and I think that's so important to always be the best friend but always kind of be there to give that little push of like I see your potential and I know that you can reach that 
And I've got your back. Right. Right. Okay. What do we have to look forward to with upcoming posts? Okay. So literally last night, I don't even know if Ainsley saw it. I created the adventure blog, which is I travel a ton. And so does Ainsley. We honestly, we are such out there girls. Like we're doing it all like juggling the 10 things at once. Like where are my like 10 arms? Like that's us. Like, you know what I mean? So, um, I started the adventure blog little section because we're going to be traveling so much this summer. Like why not blog about it? I mean, people can read that and like that might inspire them to go and really hear about our experience there and learn about the culture. Cause that's, I mean, I'm going to Thailand this summer, so you can look forward to that. And Amazing. More okay, Ainsley, and we've got makeup and travel and poetry. Well, yes, I love poetry. I've always found it as a good outlet just for me personally. Um, it's so easy, just like those, like the metaphors that describe the exact way you're feeling. And also back to the makeup, I'm posting my top 10, because Georgia posted something a while back about her favorite beauty products. And I'm posting one tomorrow about my little holy grail, like, top 10 best ever skincare makeup because I've struggled with my skin for such a long time and I finally found stuff that's worked for me and I think that's so important to share it. No, I think that's amazing. I love how you have these good songs for the soul and you have all this feel good stuff and you are talking about stuff that's relevant in kids, I say kids, in teens lives and Parents want to know this stuff too. So congratulations to you guys. I Thank think you. there's more to come. There's so much right? more to come. I think there's we're going to so work on more. something really exciting. And I'm excited about that project, but listeners will have to learn more about that later. We right? are, yes. And just like a little insight, we are coming out with, the, we're coming out great. We're posting <laughs> this huge like post on cyberbullying kind of like the ins, the outs, where to go, how to see it. So keep checking our blog because, and it's also on our Instagram. We're going to create a Facebook. Okay. So, and all of it is young and yearning. Young and yearning. Okay. That's on Instagram and Facebook or no? We're going to create a Facebook. Facebook. Okay. You're going to do all of those things. But if you want to see the blog, you can visit youngandyearning.squarespace.com. You can learn about Ainsley and Georgia and you can hear about what they're talking about, their makeup reviews, their thoughts on bullying and uh, get inside the mind of two 17-year-old Dallas teens. Thanks, girls. Thank you. Thank you. All right. See y'all next week. 